Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Just past the halfway point of Big at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, the Odyssey app. However you choose to listen, we thank you, Christian Ocero, Nolan Brooks. Continuing with the Chiefs conversation, last segment, James and Waldo called in to end the hour, and he was pissed. And I, I talked about this at the, at the beginning of the show. That this is going to test our patience as fans. Brett Veach, has, and, and, and this is, it might be unfair for him, but he has built up this reputation for being hyper-aggressive when fixing the problems of the team. And he has not been hyper-aggressive thus far. Now, I will say this. I don't quite agree with the idea that... that um, the Chiefs don't develop talent because you look at their offense and you see the fact that they were able to get Tyreek Hill, who was basically drafted to be the next DeAnthony Thomas or Dexter McCluster or, you know, I mean, you know how the Chiefs are. Andy Reid always loves those gadget type players. And he brought in Tyreek Hill to kind of be that. And let's see if he turns into an elite receiver. And he did. But they had to develop him. You know, you don't you, you don't just he was a running back. He was not in elite talent. And it was not like he was like a, a first round. This was a fifth round guy. Even without the the domestic violence thing, he might have been like a third round guy. So second or third round guy, you know, depends. Like there was he had skills he had to work on. So I, I don't agree with that. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was a guy they had to work on. He 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 had issues when he was at Cincy. And he never had played the the same way that he ended up playing in this offense. And he, you know, he has evolved so much as a player from years ago when he was you know, early on in his Chiefs tenure. He's become a much better player than he was then. So I, I wouldn't go out here and say that they're not developing talent at all. But I will say this. I do think that Andy Reid and Brett Veach relied too much on developing talent when they should be trying to go and get guys that can just come in and immediately be good. That's a major problem for them. Because I, I think when you see them draft over the years, and it's one of the reasons why there were some people, I know CDOT here is, you know, was one of them, that didn't quite have the confidence that they were just going to for sure be able to fix the pass rush issue. Because they have tried for years to fix that issue. They took swings at guys in, uh, on the edge over oh, three years. I mean, 
Breland Speaks is like one of the first names that jumps off as a guy that they drafted, hoping to develop him into a, a top flight edge rusher. And he was off the team in like two years. Tano Passanio. Veach didn't draft him. That was a, a that was part of the Dorsey draft, the 2017 draft. But still, it was an awful pick. And I remember when they drafted him, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I had to Google him. Like, Villanova football is not a, a I don't even think it's a, I don't even think it's like a top, I don't think they're in like one of the Power Five conferences. That's how bad Villanova football is. And so he comes out of nowhere, gets drafted there, and now you're looking at a situation where they've been like, okay, well, we can find guys and we can develop them into premier edge rushers, and it has not worked. Their best method has been going out there and getting guys in their prime and then bringing them in and having, or, you know, in the case of like Melvin where he's probably just past his prime or the back end of his prime, and you bring him in and he helps your team. You know, maybe the most successful edge rusher they've drafted thus far over the last few years, um, Chris Jones. That's currently on the team is Chris Jones. And he's not even an edge rusher. He's an interior guy. They tried to put him in edge, and he's better on the interior. This team might trust their ability to develop a little bit too much. And we see that with how they, how they, how they handle their corner situation. We see them with how they've handled receiver over the years. I mean, just look at what they did with their receivers after Sammy left. They could have went out and did what we all have been saying they, sh- they, they should do this year. Go out there and get a number one capable receiver. Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, OBJ, you know, all these different names. Go out and get one of those guys. They didn't do that. They were like, oh, well, let's see what McColl's got. Let's see what Pringle's got. Let's see what uh, DeMarcus has. And those guys were serviceable, you know, like McColl towards the end of the year started to find his stride. Byron Pringle, decent. I mean, Certainly wasn't always consistent. Certainly wasn't the guy that was reliable when you needed him to be. Um, there were times where he would disappear, like in that Bengals game. But he he definitely was able to make plays. He just never reached the point that I think a lot of us thought he could. Or I, I wasn't part of that, but a lot of people did. And it became very apparent that the Chiefs probably should have invested heavier in that second receiver spot. And now I I think that we're kind of seeing how the Rams built their championship winning team, how the Bucs built their championship winning team, and realizing that it's probably a good idea to overload your team with talent that could win right now. And it's kind of a tough situation for the Chiefs because the Chiefs believe in developing their talent. And it might be to a fault. Because there's been some, there's been a, I mean, they've, they've obviously hit on some things. They hit on Sammy Watkins. He helped them win a Super Bowl. They hit on Frank Clark. He helped them win a Super Bowl. But now there's a lot of misses there. There's a lot of guys that they're bringing in that are some misses. And it, it's, I think it is really hurting their strategy. And I feel like there has to be some big play here. Because if their plan is to just, keep the team together and do what they've been doing and then hope that the draft fixes all their problems. I don't know if that's a winning strategy with the moves that all these other teams are making. If you want to weigh in on anything that I talk about, you can call, you can text 
on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. TJ, you're in Olathe, and you're on Big Ten 9. How's it going? Yeah, I, I wish you would have gone off on that guy uh, with regards to Kelsey and uh, and uh, Tyreek Hill because that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, that guy, that guy acts like just because Tyreek Hill had speed that a lot of other guys have that come into the league at wide receiver that automatically that guy was destined to be a pro bowler without any help from the chief's coaching staff. Um, he didn't acknowledge Kelsey has obviously been been developed by the chiefs, as you said. And on top of that, if he's going to complain about the, the Clark deal, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, the deal that they've got him at now is the same as his cap hit would have been if they had cut him. So basically they signed him for what they were going to pay either way. Um, I guess I just don't like guys like that coming in and, and he acts like he thinks he knows something about football. And I just listened to 30 seconds and he said three stupid things, I think. Um, um, and, and then when you said that you had some issues with the Chiefs and how they developed, I thought you said you had some issues with how they developed cornerbacks. What kind of issues do you have with how they've developed their cornerbacks? I mean, I realize they, they maybe didn't draft uh, a guy that was a Pro Bowl cornerback for five years, but their cornerbacks really haven't been an issue as near as I can tell, have they? Thanks, thanks for the call, TJ. So here's, here's my issue with how they've handled quarterback. I mean, cornerback. The issue I have with corner is that I don't think they value it enough. My issue is that when they look at the corner position, they think that they can find some financial shortcuts to that position. So we saw that this past year with Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes, guy they brought in, trade with Minnesota, and they didn't spend a whole lot to get him and he wasn't they I mean he's first round talent we saw him and you know early on like the first game he had that interception against against the Browns Baker Mayfield we're like oh man this Mike Hughes moves already paying off and then like all throughout the rest of the season it was like almost every time Mike every time they were throwing deep his way he was giving up a big play it wasn't all the time it wasn't all the time but it felt like that like, he was the one that was getting burned by, like, Jamar Chase. He was the one that was given. I mean, he's the one that slipped and fell on that touchdown that put the Bills ahead uh, it, it, when the Chiefs were um, when the, when the Chiefs were in position trying to just hold on to their lead. And he's the one that slipped and fell, and Gabe Davis got that touchdown. Mike Hughes is a guy that they really tried to go cheap on. First-round talent. And then they hope that they can just develop him into a, a top-of-the-line player. And that strategy did work with Charvarius Ward. They were able to get a guy who was an um, undrafted free agent, signed with, you know, they, they, they traded for him. They, you know, I think they traded Parker Anger to the Cowboys, and they got him for basically nothing. He was actually worried he was, he was going to get cut. And so he wasn't too happy about the trade. Comes to Kansas City. They they spend most of 2018 working on him. And then eventually he gets his first start against the Seahawks. Has a terrible game. And, you know, we're like, oh, man, that Traverius thing didn't work out. But then 2019 he comes in and he's actually their best corner that year. And you're like, okay, I'm excited. And he plays well enough to go out and get a big contract. And as soon as you have the opportunity to pay him, you let him walk. He goes to San Fran. Now you're you're down. The guy was probably your best corner last year. 
you know, you maybe you could say Rashad Fenton, and maybe that's the reason why they're comfortable letting him walk, but you still had a pretty damn good corner. You haven't been investing a ton of money at, at that position. Rashad Fenton, you know, he's he's not on a big money contract right now. I think he's still on his rookie deal. Um, you've got Legarius Sneed still on his rookie deal. You're not investing a ton of assets in that position. Every time the Chiefs need a, a corner, they go find somebody who got released or cut by some other team or trade for some guy who's been a, a dud at that position. Let's go trade for the failed first-round talent in Mike Hughes. Let's go. Let's bring in Bashad Breeland for a couple of years. And, you know, Breeland was good for them, but not a long-term solution. You know, let's go. Let's, you know, have a six-round corner in Rashad Fenton play. And, you know, Rashad Fenton's worked out. But really hard to find six-round corners that can turn into starters for your team. And, you know, you got DeAndre Baker, another option there. We'll see what he has this year because I assume maybe they go get another corner, but they haven't invested in that position heavily, and they haven't developed that position well enough. And it's becoming an issue right now because you're losing guys to free agency, and we're relying on guys that we don't know if we can rely on in those big games. I mean, even the guys that they have now in Sneed and in Fenton have been good, but they haven't been perfect. Sneed's gotten burned. Fenton's gotten burned. I, for, for me, it's just like there are some issues there with how they've developed the cornerback position over the years, and I feel like some real serious investment in that position might be able to help them out because you look at other teams out there, like, the, like, the, like for instance, the Chargers or the Broncos, and they're investing heavily in that position in addition to other things that they're doing there, and it kind of worries me now. Coming up next, I'll tell you why the Chiefs may no longer be the most, the elite team in the NFL. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Get Night, Christian Ocero, Nolan Brooks. Man, this has been this has been a, a, a crazy free agency period thus far. I mean, the legal tampering period started two days ago, and already every team in the like most there's so many teams in AFC now have gotten significantly better, or at least or at least enough better to where you're like, maybe they were a playoff team before, but now they look like they might be a Super Bowl contending team. And the one team that hasn't been making big moves, at least thus far, has been the Kansas City Chiefs. And so now you ask the question, are the Chiefs still the elite team in the AFC and in the NFL? And I think that there is a lot more skepticism about that now, and I think it is deserved because... Every one of these other teams is out here in an arms race trying to take the Chiefs out. Uh, you know, I was talking with Nolan about this before the show out in the newsroom, and I was like, this kind of reminds me of the end of John Wick 2 when, you know, he gets kicked out of the, what is it, the Continental Hotel, I think it's called, and um, now he is having to face off against all of these assassins. There's a bounty on his head, and he's just trying to get out of the city, and all these people are trying to kill him. John Wick, excommunicado. Yes, like that's what it feels like right now with the Chiefs. It just feels like everybody is just loading up and trying to kill them. And it's, it's, it's a little stressful right now because, I, you know, we watched the Chiefs a year ago, like just go out there and they just loaded up. They built a wall in front of Patrick Mahomes after Patrick Mahomes had to run around for like five miles in the Super Bowl. Like they built an impenetrable fortress around this man. And you look at him now and they need some pass rush. They need some guys to come off the edge and go after those opposing quarterbacks. They could use some help in their secondary. And what have they done? They did sign Justin Reed to you know, seemingly replace Tyron Matthew at, at safety. Maybe they bring back Tyron as well. We'll see. I mean, I, I you know personally hope that they do because I'm, I'm a fan of his. But besides that, their biggest move today, while well, all these other teams are out here signing edge rushers to come after him specifically, like they are out to assassinate Patrick Mahomes specifically, their biggest move today was to bring back Andrew Wiley, the guy that almost got Patrick Mahomes killed last year in the Super Bowl. That's their move. So it's a little concerning there. And it calls the question, do you think the Chiefs still have the most talented roster in the in, a, in the AFC or, or NFL? And I don't know if we can say that anymore. Certainly the Chiefs have the best quarterback. And there's so much chemistry now between him and his top two favorite targets in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. But you've seen what teams are doing now. They're not even trying to rush the passer. They're like, we'll just drop eight. We'll just drop seven, eight in coverage, and we'll rush three or four. And, you know, hopefully Patrick will sit there and wait for someone 10 yards down the field to open 
And if not, then our guy's going to get after him. That's what teams are doing now. And that's why teams are loading up on pass rush. So they don't have to blitz. So they can just put seven, eight back in coverage. I mean, look at the look at the Bills, man. This is how you know the Bills were desperate to improve. The, the Bills want to beat the Chiefs' ass. They're tired of losing to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Lost to them the last two years in the playoffs. Like, I imagine right now that Sean McDermott has a picture of Patrick Mahomes on the wall, and he's throwing darts at it all throughout the offseason. He probably did it as soon as they got the, the Von Miller deal done. Von Miller, six years, $120 million. You know how much you got to hate Patrick Mahomes to sign a 32-year-old pass rusher to a six-year, $120 million contract? I mean, he's not going to play the entirety of that contract. It's like $45 million guaranteed in signing, like 51, just over $51 million guaranteed overall. So, you know, he's not going to – the entire 120 is not going to matter. But you got to really hate a guy to go out and give – an edge rusher at 32 years old, that much damn money. Because they generally guys at that age don't get money like that unless they play quarterback. And he went out there and got a massive, massive deal. I mean, what other team out there was going to pay him that much money for him to go play there? I don't think the Broncos were. I don't think the Cowboys were. I don't think the Rams were. The Bills sure were going to because the Bills, they're tired of losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. Chargers, tired of it too. Chargers already had Joey Bosa. Chargers, great offense last year. Justin Herbert, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, tossed for 5,000 yards last year. Let's go pay our, our, our receiver, Mike Williams, to stay here. We got Austin Eckler. You know, we, we got Keenan Allen. We got ourselves a, a really strong pass rusher and Joey Bosa, one of the best in the league. Good little receipt, you know, cornerback tandem, Derwin James, Sante Samuel Jr. But we got Patrick Mahomes in our division. We played that man twice a year. That man beat us in our house when we needed to beat him in order to go and win the AFC West and knock them off the throne. And we lost in overtime. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade for Khalil Mack. And we're going to sign J.C. Jackson. Top free agent corner. Pay them massive amounts of money to come and play football here. And they actually didn't give up as many assets as I think you would have had to to go get Khalil Mack. I know Khalil Mack hasn't had double-digit sacks in like, what is it, like the last two years I think it was. But still, Khalil Mack is a very good pass rusher. And you went out and you grabbed him. You grabbed J.C. Jackson. I mean, the Chargers at this point now have like one of, if not the best cornerback groups in the NFL. I mean, J.C. Jackson was a guy that people here in Kansas City really wanted. A lot of teams wanted him. The Chargers got him. And they didn't even really need him. But they went and got him anyways. The Broncos, they went out there and got a quarterback. They were like, we are going to... Fix the biggest issue with our team. This Broncos team's been good. They've been like a seven-win team for years now. They had a top 10 defense last year. They had a lot of, they got a good collection of talent on that offense. With Patrick and 
Judy and Sutton in their receiving core, Javante Williams, and you know they're trying to bring back Melvin Gordon. Those two guys in their backfield. Now you had top five quarterback, I believe, in the league in Russell Wilson. It's a hell of a get. You already got a strong defense. Patrick Sertan, uh, one of the best cornerbacks in the league last year as a rookie. You go out there and get you a top five quarterback. Ravens. Now, the Ravens had injury issues last year, but that's a super talented team. They invested heavily in receivers. Ravens went out there, and they were like, let's go get an edge rusher. Let's not only get an edge rusher, let's get the edge rusher that we know the Chiefs want. Went out there, and they signed Zadarius Smith. They got a good secondary. They needed some pass rush because they let Matthew Judon, body by Taco Bell, leave and go to New England. They got some weapons there. J.K. Dobbins, really good running back. Did you say body by Taco Bell? Yeah, you remember that? He said that on Sunday Night Football for his introduction. Like, Matthew Judon, body wow. by Taco Bell. <laughs> you don't remember That's that? Amazing. No, I don't remember you that. You don't remember that? That was, that? Amazing. That was like two years ago. It was like his last body year in Baltimore. Taco Bell. Yeah, it was one of the funniest. I always like looking at those videos of the uh, of the, the player introductions. Like, you remember like Tony Gonzalez used to do the funny ones all the time. Uh, but yeah, he said body by Taco Bell. But yeah, they the the Ravens. They went out there, got Darius Smith back. He used to play for them before he went to Green Bay, and they've got some talent in the receiving core. Ravens beat the Chiefs, mind you, and they almost made the playoffs with like half their team injured. They got a, a motivated Lamar Jackson, who's on the final year of his contract, playing on his fifth year option. The Chiefs right now have a lot of obstacles. They got a lot of people trying to kill them, and right now. They haven't really done much to bring a lot of faith that they're going to fix the issues that they have right now. Now, it's early. Like I said, the league year officially started four and a half hours ago. No, three and a half. No, five and a half hours ago. So we still got some time. Things are early. But we're not hearing a whole lot on the way of, oh, well, the Chiefs are in on this player or that player. And at least on defense. And that's a little concerning. Because it means that they might go back to their trick that they had a few years ago. Let's go trade for a pass rusher. Or let's bring back Melvin Ingram and let's just bring back the group for our front four last year. We were able to get pressure, but we didn't tackle well. Maybe that's their solution. Maybe they think that they can get another offseason. These guys will get better playing together and we'll get a pass rush in. Maybe maybe they draft a guy. I don't know who. They're going to probably get the trade up, but maybe they draft a guy. But it's, it's, it's a situation right now where it's hard to have 100% confidence that the Chiefs are just going to fix their issues on their defense when they haven't been aggressive. I don't think they need to just go out there and throw money at the entire problem. But they would really benefit from having an edge rusher that you can believe in right now. And they haven't done that. So it is a little concerning. I still trust Veach, but I don't trust him as much as I did three days ago. Coming up next, I tell you uh, the one domino I think the Chiefs might be waiting to, to fall next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. in here on Beak at Night, Chris Nocero, Nolan Brooks. The last two days, as far as, as far as like Chiefs news is concerned, has been frustrating, man. It has been really hard continuously refreshing the Twitter timeline or continuously just looking at my phone's lock screen because I got the Twitter notifications up for all the NFL reporters. And every time I, I, there's a new tweet out, so-and-so has signed with this team or agreed to a deal with this team, it's not the Chiefs. Chiefs haven't made a ton of big moves since Monday night when they signed safety Justin Reed away from the Texans. It's been very uneventful, and it's been frustrating as a Chiefs fan because I think we all sat around the last month thinking that the Chiefs were going to be aggressive at trying to fix their biggest problem, which is the pass rush. Maybe we were wrong, or maybe they're waiting for some other different end game. But I, I, I do think that there is something that the chiefs are waiting for. Probably the biggest thing. And I don't think it's pass rush that they're waiting on. I think the chiefs are, are, are waiting to see what happens with the wide receiver market. Cause the wide receiver market we knew was going to be something that they were going to be interested in. We heard reports that, they were going to be interested in Allen Robinson, Bears, former Bears wide receiver. We also heard that they were going to be interested in Juju Smith-Schuster, former Steelers wide receiver. Someone that they were very close to signing a year ago. Uh, you know, they're, you know, Juju had sent stuff out that Mahomes was in contact with him. Andy Reid's like sending him pictures of the Lombardi via text, which 
to be honest, I'm very surprised Andy Reid knows how to text pictures. He doesn't seem like a very technologically savvy guy, so it's it's very surprising that that's the case. But he probably had a player send it for him. Yeah, he's probably, like, he's like, like, "Hey, Patrick, can yeah, you show had, me how to send a, this?" He had his wife teach him how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, or or Brett do it. Hey, Brett, come in here and show me how to send pictures. There, I got to send a Lombardi to Juju. Like, I can see that. I can see that being the case. But it's like, like the Chiefs. They, they know what they want, and I think they, they really want a wide receiver. Uh, Nate Taylor talked about this a few weeks ago, talking about how the Chiefs really want to draft a receiver, and I, I, I absolutely think they should and will draft a receiver. Probably in the first round. I've stated many times how I'm a fan of Jahan Dotson from Penn State. I'm a fan of Chris Olave from Ohio State, and I'm also a fan of Sky Moore from was it Western Michigan, I think. Like, I'm a fan of him, too. There's options. The Chiefs will have options to draft a receiver. But I believe that they should absolutely, very seriously look at bringing a receiver that can help them now. And I think that might be what they're doing right now. I think that's why they're sitting around and waiting. They might be like, oh, Zadarius. You know, would it be nice to have him, but we got other bigger needs. I think that they're looking at this receiver position and they're like, let's address this first. Let's get a big playmaker first so that teams basically have to run the track meet against us. And that's why I think they're waiting around. Hey, uh, I got some news for you. If you speaking of wide receivers via Adam Schefter, Buccaneers franchise player, Chris Godwin reaches agreement on three years, $60 million deal Includes forty million guaranteed at signing. Ooh. That might be the Godwin got paid. That might be the domino that falls. That might be the guy that I mean, I, from what we hear, it's like Allen Robinson. Everyone's waiting on Allen, but this might get the ball rolling on some things. Now, I think we all figured that Chris Godwin would get re-signed by the Bucks. I mean, franchise guy. I mean, if you're the Bucs, you, especially when you got Tom Brady coming back now, you sure as hell can't afford to let Chris Godwin leave because now you just have Mike Evans and maybe Gronk. So that's a big move. Hopefully Godwin's able to come back from that that ACL injury. But, man, like, I, I really do feel like the Chiefs are making this whole offseason about getting a big-name playmaker for their uh, passing game. And I, I think that maybe they are – I think that they're kind of set on investing heavily in the offense because I think they feel like they can control the game better. They can feel like they can – they feel like they can – it's much easier to control that situation. And maybe Spags has convinced Andy Reid that he can work with a guy like Frank, work with guys – with a guy like Melvin – and make that pass rush better. Maybe he feels like in their secondary, Justin Reed, that'll give him some energy for the next few years. Maybe he's convinced him that he can fix things. But I really hope that this Chiefs team finds some way to upgrade their pass rush. And I don't think it's a good idea for them to just rely on the draft. Not when they're at 30 in the first round. Maybe they can draft a developmental guy late second round. Maybe that helps them out. But I really do feel like they have to do more than what they've done. I don't think it's the best idea to just wait for the dominoes to fall 
when receiver isn't your biggest need, you can be aggressive with that and still fix your biggest issue right now, which is pass rush. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Also, doesn't help when all these teams are out here shelling out big money, which is raising the value of the market. There, when Von Miller at thirty-two, almost thirty-three years old, is getting one hundred twenty million. Fifty-one of that is gar- which is guaranteed at thirty-two, almost thirty-three for six years. Chandler Jones getting over fifty million. Zadarius, I think he got like over 40 million or 50 million or something like that. Like just massive contracts for these guys. It's a tough situation for the Chiefs to be in. And I hope they're not just waiting, like let's sign a receiver and then let's fix the pass rush. Because the pass rush is the bigger issue right now for the Chiefs. Coming up next, I'll tell you why I think so many teams are willing to risk it all for Deshaun Watson. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Final few minutes here of the show. Bank at Night. Kristen Ocero, Nolan Brooks. So I want to talk about this whole Deshaun Watson situation with, and, and specifically with the Browns. A lot of teams are courting Deshaun Watson right now. I think he's met with the Browns, the Saints, the Panthers. I think he's scheduled to meet with the Falcons if he's not already met with them. But now we have a ton of teams that are out here trying to go out there and get the services of Deshaun Watson. Now that uh, the authorities down in Houston said they are not going to charge him for sexual assault. And it, it's created this huge sweepstakes for his services. Teams are recruiting him. And the Texans are taking advantage of this because they basically said, hey, if we don't get a, a, a good trade proposal that we would potentially accept before, you're not even going to get a chance to talk to Deshaun. So they're really cashing in on this whole situation. They're going to get a lot for him because there's so many suitors. But ultimately, though, there's kind of an opposite side of the equation here. And that's that the teams that are inquiring about the services of Deshaun Watson are alienating the quarterbacks that they have on their roster. The Browns have been the big team that's been part of this sweepstakes. They already have a quarterback. His name is Baker Mayfield. Drafted first overall in 2018. And And in his rookie year, He was able to convince a lot of people, a lot of Browns fans, that he was the quarterback of the future. 2019, doesn't have a very good year. 2020, looks like he might be getting back to where he he was his rookie year. This past year, not too great, had injury issues on top of that. But I think that it was enough to convince some fans, a lot of us media, myself included, and the Browns, that he was not the quarterback of the future for them. And now that they, it's become public that they've been courting Deshaun Watson, it got to a point where Baker Mayfield 
the quarterback for the Browns had to address it publicly last night. I think it was on Instagram. Puts out a message basically saying, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens. I enjoy playing in Cleveland, but if it is, if it happens that I go somewhere else, I go somewhere else. I think we all know, like, because it, it came out this afternoon. I had on the free agency special as I was working, and they basically said, I think it was Diana Rossini who said that they're, the Browns are pretty much done with them. They, they want, quote-unquote, an adult uh, at that position. So we know now that more than likely Deshaun Watson's not going to be on that. I mean, if Deshaun, even if Deshaun Watson's not on that team, Baker Mayfield's going to be gone. And there are some people that are like, why would you get rid of him? He's, he got you to the playoffs, all this and all that. And it, it leads me to something else that happened as well. I think this was yesterday. The Minnesota Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a one-year deal, one-year extension, $35 million. And, I, 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 and if you know, if you've been listening to me for years, you listened to me back during the Alex Smith days, and you know that I'm the president of the Alex Smith Haters Club. I hated Alex Smith. Thought he was a good dude. Didn't like him at quarterback. And the reason why was because I believe that if you don't have a great quarterback, then you need to find one. You can't just be content with going 11 and 5. Or in this case 12 and 5 or 11 and 6. Can't be content with that. You can't just be happy with making the playoffs, and that's good enough. Like you, Nolan, right now, you're a Cowboys fan. Do you want Dak? Do you feel like Dak Prescott is a guy that can get your Cowboys to the Super Bowl? Like, honestly, feel like he can get you there? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. I think he has the ability to do it. I think we are just struggling to put together the pieces around him and finding the right combination because right now we're, I mean, we're just trying to figure out who the hell is even going to be on the field for us next year. Yeah. So I think it's just about finding that right combination. You don't put that kind of money into somebody unless you know he has the ability and the skill set to get you there. He just needs to be surrounded by pieces that will support him. See, here's the problem, though. There's a lot of teams that are willing to put that kind of money down on a quarterback, and they're not sure about it. The Cowboys weren't quite sure about Dak, too. They were sitting there like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to pay this guy 40-plus million dollars. They eventually did. It's like closer to 35. But they were very uncertain about that because they were like, well, what if he's not good enough? And it amazes me that you still see teams today go out there and say, we're going to pay a guy $35 million, and we don't think we can win a Super Bowl with him. Because there's no way the Vikings really think they can win a Super Bowl with him. Maybe they think they can luck into one, some injuries happen. You know, Dalvin Cook rushes for like 2,500 yards, and, you know, they are got two receivers for 1,500. Like, maybe some crazy thing happens. Maybe their defense is great, and they, they go and win a Super Bowl. But more than likely, they're like, we're probably not winning a Super Bowl with this guy. If you don't think you can win a championship with your quarterback, you need to find one that you think you can. And I applaud the Browns for doing that. 
I applaud the Falcons for doing that. I mean, it's a little bit easier for the Falcons because like they're not going anywhere near a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan right now because he's not the same as he was when he was the MVP quarterback. And so it's easier for them to kind of get away from it. But like and same thing with like the Panthers, who like, you know, the Panthers' best option right now is Sam Darnold, you know. Or or the Saints who I mean, maybe just Jameis Winston's a guy for them, but like if you can get Deshaun, why not get Deshaun? But there's a lot of teams. We saw that here in Kansas City that convinced themselves, a lot of people that convinced themselves that as long as your quarterback is good enough to get you to the playoffs, that's good enough. And I respect the teams that are saying that's not good enough. I respect the Browns for doing that because that ain't an easy thing to do. A lot of fans are perfectly okay and content with just having good enough, with having a, a quarterback that can throw for 25 touchdowns maybe 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. We make the playoffs every year or every other year, and we'll have a chance if our team around the, the quarterback is great. And you do need a great team around your quarterback, but your quarterback that is great makes things easier. And it makes up for a lot of deficiencies. We've seen that here in Kansas City, and that's the reason why I respect all these teams that are out here risking it all trying to go out there and get the quarterback they think can win them a championship because it ain't that easy to go out there and do it when you've got a quarterback like a Baker Mayfield who you're just hoping you might be able to make the playoffs with. Special thanks to Nolan Brooks for doing all the hard work tonight. Special thanks to you, the listener, for taking time out of your Wednesday evening to listen to me. This was Bink at Night. Here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.